Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Welcome to The Brain Factor. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have, uh, I have a guest co-host with me today, Amy McCon, and she's a vice president at Meridian over our community mental health centers. And also we have with us today from First Federal Bank, we have Stephanie McClendon, who is an executive vice president over community Thank banking. You. Yeah, so welcome. Today we're going to be talking about the protective factor of financial and economic security. So we know that good financial planning and solid principles can bring us some freedom and stability and even good mental health in our life. Um, and we know that the basis of that, or at least I think the basis of that is uh, starts with a good budget to get us where we need to be. So I wanted to ask you to come on today. Um, as our guest, and uh, you know that Meridian's celebrating 50 years this year, and uh, Stephanie McClendon is also on our board of directors, and First Federal is a community partner of Meridian, so we're really excited to have you here today. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for having me. I, I really enjoy um, being here with you all, but the opportunity to talk about budgeting, because it's just as important as mental health, yeah. is um, having that peace and security when it comes to your finances. So again, um, thank you for having me here today. Yeah. I think our audience would like to know, well, first, you know, I said that it's really impactful on your mental yes. health and is. Amy yes. is an actual licensed clinician. Yes. So mm -hmm. I thought maybe we'd let her talk a little bit about how those two things tie together. Absolutely. And, and I did some research and the uh, National Institute on Mental Health mm -hmm. and Finance um, Policy came out with some statistics that 46% of people struggling with financial mm -hmm. issues have mental health issues mm -hmm. and that those who are struggling are three times as likely to commit suicide. Um, and oh, also, wow. yeah, that those that are have depression um, yeah. and have financial issues take about 18 months longer to recover wow. than those that don't have financial mm -hmm. issues. So, yeah, it does make a big difference in our... In our is that family. maybe, is any part of that? Because if they are struggling financially, maybe they don't have access to care because of financial reasons? It, or is it... Just just that, you know, I know when when things are you know, way back yeah. in the day mm -hmm. when things were rough mm -hmm. on me, when my life wasn't exactly what mm -hmm. it was. I mean, that was always in the back mm -hmm. of my mind. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? How am I going to do this? Absolutely. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably a portion of it, um, mm -hmm. because those that are, have mental illness are known to have lower income paying jobs mm -hmm. and, and difficulty sustaining employment. And so therefore, the cost of care can be put into that. Um, but I also think that, you know, financial insecurities or financial difficulties, even with somebody who doesn't have mental health issues, it can onset those symptoms. Um, so, you know, there's multi facets to that. Yeah. To that problem. So I guess it initially maybe causes stress. And we know that if stress goes untreated mm -hmm. for a long, long time, yes. it can turn into anxiety, anxiety and depression, and depression. And, yeah. yes, panic mm -hmm. and and it becomes such an issue that then it increases the financial issues. Yeah. And then the problem becomes so much bigger than if it had been dealt with at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell me how someone can get started? 
budgeting. Sure. You know, I, what, just to add to what Amy was just mm-hmm. saying that the, the stress, just the, the family um, loss of sleep, you know, the parents, the, the fighting, wow. the communication, it trickles all the way down to, to the young ones and they mm-hmm. see it. And being in banking over 23 years, um, it's um, really been an eye opener for me, also and my colleagues, to see that the younger generation budgeting is very important to them. Um, oh, and the reason being yeah. is they saw mom and dad in, in 2007, 2008, what they went through. Oh, um, wow. Cars being repossessed, yeah. um, a lot of foreclosures, wow. um, having to downsize, size, and they will tell you. I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to 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 live um, like that. So I think it all starts if you can get to them at a younger age and get into the high schools and offer that financial literacy. Um, we offer a, a class oh, on great. budgeting. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, when young ones come in to open an account, we actually have a book called The Basics of Banking, mm-hmm. and it's got two pages in there, and we complete a budget with them. Um, oh, wow. With, That's impressive. Yeah. Nobody did that to me when I was no, when We I was can now. give it to mom and dad if we need to. Yeah. And go over, you know. You know Just okay. saying, I might need yeah. that. Yeah. No. We have plenty of them. We'll pass them out. But helping them to see the importance of a budget, planning ahead for the income that they have coming in, you know, on a monthly basis. And what is the most important, the rent or the mortgage payment, you know, your your utilities, your your car payment, and making sure that they account for all of that Mm -hmm. in the very beginning versus uh, all the play and then what's left over. So I think key is um, at that young age of helping them because unfortunately, even at my age, uh, budgeting wasn't something that was really talked about um, Mm -hmm. in school. And I have to say, I love my parents. They were wonderful. But I don't recall them sitting down and say, let's talk about a a budget and let's plan one. But there's a lot of resources, even though online. But I know that your financial institution, whether it be a bank, a credit union, um, they offer where you come in, sit down, and there's different templates that you can use. But I would say key is starting at catching them at that 11th, 12th grade year and helping them to understand how budget works and sticking to it. Yeah. And I love how um, in the area I live, you guys actually have a branch in the local school. Yes, yes. we sure do. We have two um, branches in our local school. And that was part of it because we knew that if we could get a presence there, mm-hmm. it would make that you know top of mind, um, the piece of, of banking and the importance of it. Um, budgeting is so important because it helps also to to establish that credit, which is a totally different subject yes. for another podcast. <laughs> but budgeting falls into that because yes. you know you need credit to live, and if you don't budget properly, you can win credit really fast. So mm-hmm. yes, that's what one of the reasons that we wanted core reasons to get into the schools um, and have those branches. Yeah. And kind of the presence normalizes the topic, yes. um, the discussions around mm-hmm. financial health. Just like you know, having discussions about mental health can yeah. can help decrease. The stigma. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Amy. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. So how do we get started? What do we do? do. And what if, oh, well, just go ahead. Let's get started. started. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you really want to say, okay, it's kind of like uh, they say, stop the bleeding. You have to make that decision. Okay. Right. It's, it's time to start a budget. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. I, I want to be able to save and put aside. So I think to get started is you've, you've got to gather all of your bills. You've got to take the time to sit down mm-hmm. and you've got to 
outline everything. This is what I have coming in versus what I have going out. Mm -hmm. And then you have to do the, the part that no one really wants to do. What are the necessities and what are the wants mm -hmm. and where do I have to start cutting um, back? Because unfortunately, sometimes when you get the income put down and yeah. then you start putting yes. down all the bills, you realize, okay, You're upside down. we're upside yeah. down. Um, and that's not the fun part. That's where it gets kind of hard, right. you know, deciding, you know, Sometimes, unfortunately, that means that you do have to simplify yeah. and downside. It might mean selling mm -hmm. the extra car. Mm -hmm. It may, you mm -hmm. know, be unfortunately looking at maybe we need a downsize, you know, size mm -hmm. in our home. You mm -hmm. know, maybe, you know, we're, we're a little over our means, mm -hmm. you know. So that's, I think the key is um, stop the bleeding, sit down. Look at all your bills that you yes. have going out compared to what you have coming in because so often coming from the financial world, working in banking, I see so many where they want to run from it. They just mm -hmm. think, I'll catch up next mm -hmm. month. I'll catch up. And unfortunately, when you get about a month behind, mm -hmm. or I say in that hole, it is extremely hard mm -hmm. to get yes. out. Yes, extremely hard yeah. mm -hmm. and you know when we're dealing with financial health and then you have the anxiety that comes with that the mm -hmm. impulsivity of yeah. wanting to buy things when we don't feel good or buying oh, things yes. even oh, it's just mm -hmm. a one-time purchase um you know so even being able to list what we want in the future yes. and planning those steps and maybe yes. even putting you know that picture that i wanted that car up on my bathroom mirror and knowing what i'm working towards and, and writing down the plan so i can see the progress step by step is i think yes. also a very important aspect of budgeting i agree it also helps helps you to kind of cut bad spending habits, yes. you know, kind of yeah. keeping your eyes on that prize, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you said, working towards it. Mm -hmm. um, so I always encourage, you know, young ones, um, no matter what age, yes. you know, yeah. um, start an extra, sometimes separating mm -hmm. accounts, you know, uh, putting aside, doing that challenge. If you get paid mm -hmm. weekly or biweekly, putting a percentage back, mm -hmm. if it's even $5, $5, so you're you know, doing something, you're doing yeah, something, something. And, you, and I think as she, Amy said, when you can see it, visualize, mm -hmm. and when it starts to grow and accumulate, yeah. it's amazing at the end of the year, yes. you know, what you've accomplished. Yeah. Um, a lot of times um, institutions will have separate accounts, whether it be a holiday, a Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, savings account or a vacation savings account, and they limit how many times you can get mm -hmm. to it, withdraw from it. So that helps as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a visual. People need to, to see that. I know I'm a very visual individual yeah. um, as well. And so I need benchmarks all the time. Exactly. Otherwise, yes. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm stuck. It's the yeah. truth. And the feeling of accomplishment, you yeah. know, like you said, when you have to work really hard to pay for something versus mm -hmm. putting it on a, a credit card yeah. or taking it from funds that really should be used mm -hmm. towards the mortgage or the rent mm -hmm. payment. It's a, a feeling of accomplishment. Um, you made a comment about purchasing and buying when we deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think that that's all of us. I don't mm -hmm. I don't care what your background mm -hmm. is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I see more of it with the last couple of years during yes. this pandemic. People are stuck at home. And it was so easy to click and put in the cart. Click. Yes. Yep. And before you know it, <laughs> you have a cart full and... It's like, wow, and it really was from mm -hmm. just the anxiety of being cooped up and, and the pandemic mm -hmm. um, and not being able to go anywhere. And yeah. so I think anxiety plays a big part yeah. of uh, the economic, with the, with the loss of income and, mm -hmm. and the stress. It just, 
for some reason we find that or we think that that's a stress reliever yeah. when it's really adding more exactly. stress, less sleep On when those the, bills come yeah. in. Yeah, well, I expect that it has to do with the reward center yes. in the brain too. Yes. The same one that True. makes us want to mm -hmm. eat potato chips or mm -hmm. maybe have a drink or mm -hmm. what it hits that reward center yes. and we feel better. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know I remember many, many years ago, probably when I was a kid learning that in um, like the Great Depression, lipstick mm -hmm. sales went up really high okay. because sometimes when there are tough times mm -hmm. you can still maybe get that type of thing by you know purchasing Same. a little something so instead of buying you know a $500 bag mm -hmm. you can get a lipstick and maybe still satiate, mm -hmm. satiate that same um, desire in a different yes. way so I wonder if it would be wise to include stuff like that in your budget if the money is available yeah. to have like a little bucket that, you know, mm. would you account for your entertainment mm. or spending? Absolutely. I kind of think of an individual when you go on a diet, how many yeah. people will go on a diet and they'll go, let's say, call it cold turkey and they cut out. All, everything, everything all at once. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you, you see that they just, they fall off the wagon and they're right back at their bad habits again. And so I think it's the same when it comes to a budget. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. agree with you, Joy, that you should have a bucket, whether it be uh, 50, 75, $100, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. but you cannot, I don't believe you can completely go cold turkey because I always go back to that whole diet theory mm -hmm. because I've tried that yeah. and it might go really well for about 30 days and then you just fall off the wagon and everything you've accomplished you just you, mm -hmm. you, they always say and I believe it mm -hmm. you gain back double to what you lost absolutely <laughs> so it's the same when it comes to budgeting yeah. that you, you do need to budget for those little extras um, because you work hard mm -hmm. and as a human you want to feel you know like you reward yourself mm -hmm. like yeah. you said for what you're doing and so always, you know, account for that. But key is making sure that those, you know, the priorities, mm -hmm. the, the mortgage, the, the, the rent, maybe the car payment, yeah. you know, the gas, mm -hmm. groceries, those things are accounted for. And then what you have left over a percentage of that going yeah. into that little bucket of, ex, you know, extras. Mm -hmm. And then always trying to put back to your savings account. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've always been told, and I think now, um, more so than three months. I think it's really six months that you should try to have in a savings account. Yeah. Um, it used it, probably five years ago they would say three months would yeah. suffice. I feel like six months you really need to have in a savings account because of just the price, inflation, everything that we're seeing. And if someone would, in the household were to lose their job, you need to be able to float for at least six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we've talked about this protective factor in the past, we a lot of people think that the, the strategy is, oh, I need to make more money. I need to get more money, more money. But that's not always no. reasonable. So then we have this budget. We're upside down and we're thinking we're going to get more money. Mm -hmm. But that's not a valid strategy. No, it's not. And then it goes back to looking at the budget and looking at what you have now in the debt. And then I think it, you have to drill down then to also... Sometimes, you know, we think, well, we got to put in the savings and we'll just keep paying the minimum on these these credit cards. Yeah. You've you got to then go back to the theory, stop the bleeding. Let's look what the interest is costing us. Yeah. And let's try to take extra to start paying those down. And then you can pay yourself back first. Mm -hmm. But you're spinning your wheels. If you're only paying you know, the minimum and you're still trying to put into a savings, you're really costing or taking more because what do they say? The average is 30 years to pay off a three or $4,000 debt mm -hmm. because 
because mm-hmm. the interest is so high. And again, people need to pay special attention to that right now because of the interest rate hikes. Um, the Fed meets again. They plan to, to raise the rates again. So that means your credit card interest rates are about to go up. And so pay attention to the interest that you're paying and try to focus if it's one at a time. If it's, you know, sit down, you realize you're upside down, let's take the smallest one first and let's try to pay on that as much as we can. Go to the second one. And then, you know, my girls have taught me so much. You know, they, they'll say, you know, once you get those paid off, that's what you start putting back in your savings. You start paying yourself back because if you were able to be determined and committed to being able um, and disciplined to pay those off, mm-hmm. that's what then you know you can live without that. And you yeah. start putting that in your savings. But I think it starts with sitting down, analyzing those statements, see what that interest mm-hmm. rate is, how much are you giving an interest it really is an eye opener when you look and you think, wow, mm-hmm. I'm paying this back each and every month for that little bit of, you know, of that reward of, of reward. that feeling yeah. that I had, you know, that that thousand dollars has turned into five thousand now. So, again, it, it takes determination and discipline on your part to sit down and and to really review and analyze. But right now is a very important time, I would say, to any average American consumer out there, mm-hmm. you need to take a look at your statements and mm-hmm. you need to pay attention to those interest rates and yeah. see how um, the interest is about to rise and see what can you do to focus to start mm-hmm. paying some of those down, that debt. Yeah. And I think to couple with that, I think it's also important to have a support system of people who will encourage you towards your goals yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's very easy to get with people who may not have the same financial goals and they're like, come on. And you're like, oh, I got to be with my friends. I don't want right. to not be with my friends. Yes. And then I'm spending money that I don't necessarily have um, because they're in a different place than I am. Or even, you know, making it like a uh, scavenger hunt to find things like online coupons to go do things yes. or um, finding free events because there is so much out there. I think I think we live in this microwave society where everything's instant and mm-hmm. so you know it's yeah. the instant in the cart it's instant through a drive-through yes. everything's instant so you know even putting in the cart and then making yourself sit on it for 24 hours to, to make that decision to you know allow that impulsivity yes. to pass mm-hmm. you know there's ways to cope with it and to deal with it so we can achieve our financial goals i agree it's it's Funny that you, you said that about the instant, and I know that we're really going more towards a cashless society, mm-hmm. but I know that for myself and others, when it's instant with that debit swipe, card, swipe, 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 you don't, it feels like nothing. You don't think about it coming yep. up, but if you really can try to deal more with cash, mm-hmm. it's very hard to hand someone over that bill yes. because you think twice about it. I know that I do. I will yeah. hang on to $5 in my purse because I just think, well, what if I need it and I'm, I'm the card right. won't work? So you know, sometimes when folks just get into that pattern and they can't get out of it, I do encourage that, well, maybe you should consider that. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should consider trying to operate a little bit more with cash and limit your debit card for only certain transactions. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that when I've practiced that, it really has helped me stay within a budget. I do not like to let go of a bill out of my wallet. (laughs) I probably have two or three dollar bills in there, but I will not let them go because I'm like, well, this is what if Mm. I get in a situation and my card won't work? And so that's how my mind think, you know, just kind of the flow that it goes through. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of human beings are like that. So again, when you swipe that card, you don't see it. It's Mm -hmm. just so quick. And it's gone. So mm-hmm. I don't even know how many of us use a check register or anything anymore. You have mobile banking. You have yep. online you banking. You just log in alerts. and see where am I at. Exactly. Yeah. Very few reconcile now. Yeah. So sometimes, I'm not saying that's always the answer, but mm-hmm. some 
it would work because then they have mm -hmm. to actually think about, like you said, yeah. when they're handing that over, mm -hmm. is that, do I really need this? Mm -hmm. You know, or maybe I don't need, you know, at this level, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, do I really need the, the car, you know, mm -hmm. and this version or this name brand clothing. Mm -hmm. And so it helps me to think when I yes. have to use cash. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people that are, and I try to do it, but I'm not always successful with it is not do anything when I'm excited. Mm. Buy nothing when you're excited. Good advice. Wait. <laughs> or even yes. sad. If I'm True. feeling really yes. down or mm. if I'm feeling really edgy or irritable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think sure. that it's the truth because if you're, you just, you know, like you said, just in a bad mood, sometimes buying is like you then feel like you're in control of that. Yes, and so you make that yeah. decision because you're controlling that. But then afterwards, mm. it's like, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. What was I thinking? And so mm -hmm. I, I think you're right. And to having that accountability partner, mm -hmm. someone that you can call and say, okay, let me tell you about the purchase mm -hmm. or maybe the trip or something I'm about to, you know, buy. Yeah. Let's talk through this. Yeah. But maybe finding someone that's not the same personality mm -hmm. as you yeah. that can kind of help you because <laughs> yes. um, when you have two of the same, they're both going to encourage each other. Yeah. And, it's know, like, oh, you work hard. Absolutely. Just do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. probably guilty of that, encouraging people to say, you know, oh, you work so hard. Um, you deserve it. But everyone deserves, you know, to reward themselves. But I think about this. We can't reward ourselves every single week. Yeah, know? right. You know, you just you can't. So it goes back to what you said, putting that mm -hmm. picture on the wall mm -hmm. of this big item that you want mm -hmm. and working towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also about learning how to cope with our stressors mm -hmm. um, and, and some of our anxiety and our depression so that it doesn't come upon acting out because it's not just spending that can be impacted. I mean, look at the increase in mm -hmm. alcohol and substance use since the pandemic yeah. or, yes. um, you know, the broken relationships. You know, I mean, so much is impacted. Um, so being able to learn to cope with what's really going on and, and mm -hmm. being able to be willing to look at what's really going on. I mean, yeah. I think that's a key factor and it can assist in financial management. Yeah. It's a great point that you make, um, Amy. So many people are, are seeking happiness. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. they put themselves in debt thinking that the money is going to find or buy their happiness instead of like you said, addressing it or coping with whatever they're dealing with. And so that's how they try to seek that happiness. And I think probably more so than ever in the last two or three years, yes. you see that happening. And mm -hmm. so you definitely don't want to turn to, to, to credit using, you know, your mm -hmm. income for all these extra wants because you're trying to find yes. that happiness. And that's a great point you make, especially with the holidays coming fast approaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what do we do about that? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's a good point. And right now um, is a good time. You're about six months out, you know, really looking at, you know, are we buying, what's the reason behind the, right. the gift? Mm -hmm. um, and what are we buying and putting a really a budget on it for mm -hmm. each, you know, individual that you're going to purchase for. I think that you got to hold yourself to mm -hmm. that. I've heard a lot of families where they all come together in agreement and say, you know, we're not going to spend more than X, Y, Z, whatever that dollar amount may mm -hmm. be. And then they all together, you know, can work towards that because uh, it's hard being in banking, seeing someone come in the month of January and they have just outspent because mm -hmm. they didn't know when to stop. Mm -hmm. So really looking at, you know, do we really, are we buying? What's the reason behind it? Mm -hmm. And let's put a budget on it. And starting yeah. now, you know, putting a percentage of your check back to where, mm -hmm. you know, November comes that, 
what you have saved is what you're going to use. And when that's gone, there will be no credit cards used and there'll be no extra to pull from. But I think it takes planning. Um, a, a lot start in January, believe it or not. Um, we have a yeah. Christmas club account yeah. where people will start putting in and then it disperses around the month of October. But if you are starting now in the month of June, that's okay. Start putting back now, um, kind of have in your mind though, this is what I want to spend. So you need to then decide how much mm -hmm. do I need to put back for my mm -hmm. check and be committed. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use a credit card. This is when this is gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it goes back to what is the purpose behind? Why are we buying? And do yeah. they really need that? Mm -hmm. I think a good strategy too is just thinking about your holidays and mm -hmm. what they are and what are the important parts mm -hmm. to you. Yes. What is really important about it? Is it yes. being with the people and maybe paring down on some of the extravagantness that's not mm -hmm. necessary and just really focusing on those okay. things that are impactful and meaningful. So yes. good for your stress, anxiety, Absolutely. mental health. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, physical things are going to be thrown away. I mean, yeah. I, it just, things break, things get tossed. There's no, I mean, yeah. is there some emotional attachment? Yes. But is it as much as if it was a homemade gift or if it was a memory or mm -hmm. if it was a tradition. So maybe yes. looking to start new traditions that don't cost as much money, but involve yes. time and involve relationship um, to assist, because that will also help decrease the anxiety and the depression yeah. that could occur around the holidays. So spending time yeah. on learning how to make things homemade or starting a new yes. tradition. Yeah, That's I think that might be good. Great point. And mm -hmm. think of the example that you're setting for your children. Yeah. As we talked earlier, it starts with them and what they see mm -hmm. and they observe. So when you teach them what really is important yes. um, and the family time being together um, and the homemade you know, gifts, that really has the highest value. Mm -hmm. So I think that you stop that vicious cycle. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think uh, how many Christmas trees do you hear them when they're putting the ornaments on the tree? Well, I made this in second grade. Mm -hmm. Or I made that. memories. Yes. yes. Memories. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. connection. I, I agree. Yes. Well, we're about out of time here on the Brain Factor. We're so glad that you joined us today. Stephanie, did you have anything additional that you wanted to leave people with about their financial wellness? Well, thank you again for having me. And I encourage, you know, please um, reach out to anyone at First Federal, but also to your institution. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you've got that stress, you really need someone to help you get started on um, a budget. I know that any financial institution be willing to help you. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the key. You've got to start. You've got to start somewhere and don't yeah. put it off. And now is a perfect time to do it. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank yes. you again for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.